Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Welcome to episode 92 of the Spurs News Podcast. Uh, Sam's taken an extended break. So this week I'm joined by a different guest and it's none other than my brother James. Welcome, mate. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, you all right? <laughs> oh, this is weird, isn't it? <laughs> Having me brother on the podcast? I'll <laughs> be honest with you, mate. It's the first time we've done a podcast, so go easy. Listen, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Right, now what, what I was thinking, James, is um, so... We, so you're, I'm the old, we're, I'm the oldest, so it's me and I've got three younger brothers and James is my youngest brother. So you was born in 87, right? Yeah. So I was, I was funny enough, I was Seb's age when, when, when you were born. Um, and it's weird to think that like, you know, he's only got one little, he's like three younger brothers when I was age, that's crazy, you know? But, um, so my, my, like, as I tell a lot of people, uh, on the podcast, our dad kind of got me into football and got me like, you know. Glenn Hoddle was a player that, I, that made me fall in love with the club. But obviously, as we went on, like, you know, the, 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 it wasn't when you when you was kind of growing up, you know, in younger days, it, it wasn't the, the, the golden era of Spurs. To, you know, let's just put it mildly, isn't it? So I think I feel like I've done a pretty good job convincing you to be a Spurs fan in, in the early 90s. Do you know what? I was thinking about this. I was thinking, if you can ask me something to do about what's my first memory. And you know what? Saying that I've got three older brothers and I... You was the first one to a Tottenham game. As much as I love my dad's, my memories, I can't remember what the first game was. But I think the story, the way I can remember it is, I mean, dad saying, he must have taken news free, and obviously one of us just didn't enjoy it. And he must have thought, when I come along, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, kind of just, <laughs> I'm not going to try. So I see, I just waited for you to take it to my first game. But they, they were, there they were some dark, dark days. Oh, no, it's horrendous. Mean, like, Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I thought I thought what we could do is um, we could look at uh, that. So I know last week uh, when I, when I, when Andrew was on, we was talking about the, the the best Spurs eleven of the Premier League era. So I thought maybe me and you could do the worst Spurs eleven of the nineties era. Mm. Right, so if you if if you've got your eleven, if you give me your formation and your eleven, and then I'll give you mine, and let's see if we have, how closely we match. Right, you've got to bear in mind during the nineties, I was quite young, so my memory is not great of what the players were, but I've done a little bit of research for what I can remember. So, in goal, I've got Ian Walker, and for the only reason Ian Walker in goal is his hair. Yeah, his That's the only reason. <laughs> don't, don't you remember, don't you remember as well, uh, James, that, that game when, I think it was against Liverpool, and they beat us 2-0, and the ball bobbled over his shoulder, ah, and I just yeah. remember thinking, oh man, like, you know, I just, there's no coming is back this, from is this. Is this where, like, the, the term Spurs he started? <laughs> yeah, I think it might have done, Yeah. <laughs> Right, and in my, in my, my back four, so I cheated just slightly. So I've gone for sort of a ninety-nine to two thousand team. Some of these players. No, as long as they signed, as long as they signed in the nineties, then you're right, fine. You're going to have to uh, confirm this for me. Then, so in my back four, I've got in the middle is Gary Doherty. How can you? The greatest centre back that's ever, ever lived at Spurs. Ginger Pelle. <laughs> right. And if the other ones, oh, I think in the nineties, I think. There were a lot of terrible players, but ones I think Anthony Gardner. Anthony Gardner, yeah. Didn't, didn't really give much rest. and Ultra Farewell. Oh yeah, I remember him. <laughs> but this one I've got in it, it playing down, down the side, Ben Thatcher, because the guy was just a fuck. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, good player, but it just. I don't know if I don't know if he, I don't know if he like you know he was a decent player, and I, I know he, he was famous for playing for Wimbledon when they were. Their reputation were being really tough, weren't they? And I, and I can remember. And I don't know mm. if you can remember this. I, I don't know if it was whether he was playing when he was playing for Spurs or Wimbledon. When he when someone was he was running with someone, he literally just elbowed them and almost yeah. decapitated them. You know, that's what comes to mind for every uh, football fan. I think <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Like, how was that player's neck head still on his neck? Done for, done for murder, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but these are the days where a ref go down, yeah, like yeah. Vinnie Jones, like who just break someone's leg. Oh, if you it. do that again, oh, if yeah. you do that again, I might give you a yellow card. <laughs> a little think, yeah, right. And I put I put in the um, me, 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 uh, four in the middle, I've got Musa Saeed, Musa Saeed. and then purely because of his height, if I pronounce this right, Ivan Leonardson, right? Okay. Yeah, he's ex-Wimbledon as well, isn't he? 
Um, this guy, I don't remember what he'd done. This is what I put him in my team. William Colston. Okay. And then I've got uh, Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez, yeah. He used to wear shirts that were really big. Yeah. It was, it was, I, yeah. I, I can remember him wearing the, the, po, it was the sort of purpley away kit with a like, pony mm. on. That's my memory yeah. of Dominguez. Mm. And up front, do you know what? We had, had some good strikers that didn't score a lot of goals, but they had quality. got like, like what, Teddy Sheringham, Klinsman, yeah. Chris Armstrong, mm. even Les Ferdinand, mm. possibly. I put Roddy Rosenthal. Okay. And then Sir so like Rebrov. Rebrov. Was Rebrov 90s though? I'll cheat a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who else to put in there? I'll let you get away. And do, do you know what? That's that's the feeling. I don't know if you was listening last week but when Andrew was on, but you know, when it comes to defenders and even midfielders to an extent in the nineties, you can you know, you've got so many choices. But strikers, we always used to have good strikers. You know, we, like you say, like Teddy Sheringham and and Klinsman, and you know, he, like I know Chris Armstrong used to get a lot of grief, and and I always remember towards the end when he used to celebrate, he'd celebrate. Nobody, so I, yeah, he? Because he I think because yeah. he because he, he got so much grief off the fans, but he was prolific as well. That that partnership he had with Teddy Sheringham, that was prolific. You know, he was a good mm. striker, but yeah, I like it. I've got I've got some similarities with my one, so. Because of and it, because of, I was struggling so much to find a striker, I've gone for a four-five-one. So in goal, I've put Espen Bardson in goal. <laughs> now, do, now, do, do you know the, Do you know what happened to Espen Bardson? No. He, he gave up football at 26, and when I've had enough of this, and then just uh, decided to be an investment banker. And he's made he's made more money. So so he's he's made quite a lot of money. But you think how how crap must you have been as a player to think? Do you know what? It's the Premier League era, but I think I'm going to make more money going to be an investment banker, you know. So that, that, that told you he knew he was crap. He's like, I've got to get out because I'm not making any money in this game, you know. I'm mugging myself off here, <laughs> exactly. aren't I? Yeah. So I've got, and I've gone for a back four. Now, yeah, Gary Doherty, I mean, I, he feel bad like the both pit, but he was, he was awful. I mean, I used to watch him and think he wouldn't look out of place in a a League Two team, would he? Let alone a Premier League team. Mm. And then uh, he's partnered at with, for me, with Stuart Nevercott, and then I've got really? uh, yeah. Oh, I, he's a veteran. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, look, I I've got some bad memories and some dark of those dark days, James. So I'm 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 sticking with it. I'll let you right? off. Yeah, go on. And then and then uh, the left back I've gone uh, Paolo Tramazzani. Do you remember him? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't remember Paolo Tramazzani. That's how bad he was. Oh God. <laughs> and then uh, Maurizio Tarico. On the other side. Oh yeah, yeah. the Argentinian, yeah. Yeah, and then I've gone for five in midfield: Jason Dazelle, um, Nicola Berti, uh, Stefan Freund. Oh. Now I love Stefan Freund. I felt bad putting him in, but he was pretty like he he he, he couldn't like he'd never score. I don't did he ever score? I don't think he ever scored a goal. But he reminded me of a competition winner. They just let him play. Yeah, I, really I, 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 do you know what? I feel bad putting him in because I know. I think it was one of the one of the League Cup finals that we played, and he was in the crowd wearing a Spurs shirt and having a Spurs scarf. You know, mm. really not like a really top guy, but yeah, he's got to be in my worst eleven. And then Jason Cundy, and the only reason I put Jason Cundy in is because I just you know if you swap that D for another letter, that's what I think of him. <laughs> like especially listening to talk sport as well, you know. And, yeah. and, and then and, and I felt bad as well, but I've gone for Ronnie Rosenthal as well in mid, like like so just just in front of him. And I, I and I don't know if you're too young to remember this, but I remember Ronnie Rosenthal. I think I think it was against South, Southampton in the cup, and he scored a hat trick. Hat trick. Yeah. But he was he was like. I think the reason why that's stuck in my memory so much, if I can remember rightly, is because he was so bad that, oh my God, Ronnie Rosenthal has got a hat trick. You know, like mm. one of these crazy things. If he was so good, like, you know, I imagine like Harry Kane. I mean, I struggle to remember all of Harry Kane's hat tricks, but that one stuck in my mind. And I think it was because he was so awful. And then up front, up top, I've gone for a player who, when he signed, he signed at the same time as Klinsman. I thought, oh my God, like, you know, I watched him in the World Cup. He's going to be amazing. Dimitrescu. But he just couldn't do it in the Premier League and I think he went off to West Ham didn't he which is always a same thing he Redbroth did didn't he so I think it's always a sign when they go off to West Ham afterwards that you know they haven't quite made it <laughs> yeah other scraps yeah <laughs> I think like we gave him gave Dimitrescu cheap and I think we, we give away Redbroth didn't we I think we paid 11 million we're like do you know what just take him for a wage bill I think we paid them didn't we to take him yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I just I hope for anyone that's like of a similar age to us, we've bought, well, 
I don't hope we've brought back some bad memories, but maybe we've just shaken your memory about some, some of the awful players there were. But um, what I thought, what I thought I'd uh, do now, uh, mate, is just talk a little bit about the news because it's it's been a bit of a bit of a quiet one, hasn't it? Uh, the last few months, football wise, it? <laughs> just it's all like you know, it's, it's sometimes fine. Me, me and uh, me and Sam, we've done a couple of podcasts where I think we've spent most of it talking about. Uh, well, nothing to do with football, to be honest. I can't remember what it was. It was just narrowing, I think. You know, but there, there is obviously I, with. The... I told someone I was coming on this. I told someone I was coming. Saying, "What on earth are you going to talk about?" <laughs> yeah, oh, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, but do you know what? There is. There, obviously, with the, they're now talking about the football coming back, and I know it's been tentatively speaking, but it looks like now they they've given us con- their concrete dates for for football coming back. Now, me and Andrews last week we spoke about it. What what are your thoughts on on it coming back? I mean, I, not everyone who listens to the podcast knows my thoughts, but what what are your thoughts on it on it coming back? Well, I think not just Tottenham fans. Every fan wants it to be void for one particular reason, and we know what that is. We don't want Liverpool to win the title. Mm. Um, but I think on a, on a safety aspect, it doesn't. It's not the same. You can't play football without fans in a crowd. It's just it's like you were saying last week, when players, they, the fans are the 12th man, like they do have an effect on the game, but obviously like in Bundesliga and things like that, they put cardboard cutouts in the crowd. It's not the same. I think, why? Why are we risking... What confuses me about this is, of all the things that are going on, why is football priority? It, it, it... We know why it's priority, don't we? Of course, yeah, we know why it's yeah. priority, but it's just... Yeah. It's crazy. It's all being squeezed in June, July to like a week before the next season. And it's just, mm. it's so rushed and squeezed. In. I think it, 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 it should be played like this. And, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing that, that you know, that, so you, you've had, obviously they've had this three month break and then they're going to be playing all these games. And the next season has to, has to finish on time because they've obviously postponed the Euros for next year. Yeah. So they, they can't, they can't, put back next season so by the looks of things I mean this so these are so they've obviously we've got nine games to play so the first three that have been announced so on Friday the 19th of June in the evening we're playing Man United at home and I'm going to say home because mm. at the moment they've they've not decided whether they're going to be at neutral venues and then on the 23rd of June we're at home to West Ham and on the 2nd of July we're away to Sheffield United so and then after that there's another six more games so you're, you're going to it looks like you're going to get into at the end of July, aren't you? At, at the minimum, mm. and obviously the new season, the seasons normally start the first week or so in August. So uh, this is what I said to when I when I was on the podcast with Andrew last week. Like he was saying, oh, they're 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 probably going to give them a two week break, but I can't see how they're going to do that. It's to me, it feels like it's going to have to be almost a thirty eight plus nine season. That's mm. how they're going to have to look at. It. They're going to have to as soon as this season finishes next week, let's start the fixtures for next season. Otherwise, how they? Because even that, like, they've, like, obviously they can. Compl- you know, if you look at all the European leagues, they play. Um, they give themselves a winter break, and we've tried to incorporate a winter break this season. Is for us is for the first time, but that's going to have to go out the window, isn't yeah. it? I mean, straight away. I mean, if if, if they're going to have to, if they're going to give us like, if they're going to have a break of two or three weeks between seasons, then straight away you're pushing the season back. So. I don't know how how they're going to do it. It just doesn't for for me. It doesn't feel like they're going to. They've obviously they must have a plan. They're mm. not telling us there, but it just seems it, it's really odd, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's one of those things that in our lifetime. I mean, I know I'm, you're in your thirties. I'm in my forties, but I'm sure people even like our dad's generation have never seen anything like this. Well, it's a funny thing you say that it goes on to Euro 21. What happens in the World Cup the next year? Are we going to... Well, I mean, is that cancelled? Because you can't have Euros and World Cup because then it will then yeah. be every single year. So if they keep the World Cup, which is what, in Qatar, right? Over Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, It's just, you're squeezing so many games into a short period of time. But how else? What what other answer is there? If, if you're going to yeah. play football, this is the only option we've got, which is play a game nearly every single day until August. This this is the thing. I mean, they've they've announced today that the the women's uh, super league that was the, well they didn't announce today it was postponed but they've announced today the final positions and we finished seventh in the in the women's super league mm. and obviously I mean it goes without saying that the, the, the at the moment the money's 
the, the, the gulf between the money and the women's football and the men's football is you know ridiculous. I mean, hope, hopefully at some point that will get closer. But right now, I mean, you look at like you know League Two's been cancelled and anything below that, and and it just you know obviously we all know it's about money, but if you wanted a, a starker example of, of it is about money, this is it. Mm. You know, the higher you go up, the the more they're they're reluctant to to cancel the season. But it's just a silly ideas. I mean, obviously. The only one, the only, the only announcement they've made at the moment with changing the rules for this season, the rest of the season is the subs. So they're saying now that instead of three subs, you're going to be allowed five subs. Mm. But what they're saying is you, you can only have three occasions. So you can't bring on five subs at five different times. You can, only, you can bring on five subs, but it needs to be only on three occasions. So you'd obviously have to bring on two at one at one point. You know, so. They t- to stop the flow of the game because otherwise you could hold it right to the end and just bring on five, five subs every 30 team, seconds it'd be yeah. ridiculous yeah. yeah you know so they're, they're going to minimise it to that but obviously over the last few months me and Sam have been talking about the different ideas they have and obviously we know as well there's, they're going to be played behind the closed doors you mentioned that but there's been talk of the, the, them wearing masks there's been talk of uh, shortening the games there's been talk of like every time the football goes off it gets disinfected like they get a disinfected one thrown on mm. and there was even at some point there was going to talk about no tackling but obviously they've been told in training that they can't tackle so that's obviously not a thing but it's just some of these silly ideas and, and I'll, I'll always say it uh, and apologise because it's something I do mention uh, I've mentioned before but you know this when it when it starts, the, like you know, the first three these first three fixtures are going to be on Sky. Football's back. It's going to be on Sky. You just, you can't. I mean, I, I heard on the radio yesterday is this the Southampton manager, and don't ask me to pronounce his name, <laughs> but he was saying about like the the players. You're going to see how good the players are because without the fans, that's you know you, they 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 almost give you that that motivation to an extent. Yeah. And and so you're bound to see plenty of players that are just going to be flat because of the, the lack of, the, like you say, the lack of the 12th man. Yeah, lack of encouragement. You think, what's the point? Like, it will feel like a training game to them where there's not much incentive, you know what I mean, to get stuck in, if that makes sense. Uh, it's, yeah. It, it, it. Have you, have you, I was going to say, have you been watching? I mean, I haven't, I still haven't watched any of the Bundesliga games. Have you watched any of them? I watched highlights of the first Dortmund game back where they won, what was it, 4 nil or something. And then, oh, I don't know other than that. He's, I'm, do you know what? I didn't take interest in Bundesliga before this all happened, so I'm not going to get into it now. But I've watched it to see what it's like. And it just, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't seem right. But it's obviously got to be done. You've got to finish it somehow. But you, what, you, what yeah. you said about the masks and the disinfectant, I think that just shows it's not... You're, you're putting the player's health in front of the money, basically. Because... Mm. Yeah, you, those masks that disinfectants could be used in much better places, hospitals, things like that. Why is it being wasted yeah. on unnecessary risk to health? Yeah, because that's that's at the end of the day. Look, there's no getting away from the fact there's a lot of money involved. But you could hardly you can hardly call football essential, can you? It's not essential. No. You know, transport, hospitals, NHS, these things are essential. Football isn't essential. Like, you know, it we, we, love, we love it. We all love it. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, I, I get, and, and, they, and that's why I think that they're, they're trying to persuade us that, I think they're almost trying to persuade us it's essential. Like, the, the country needs it. The country needs it because it's going to give them a lift and everything. And I, I don't know. I, I, feel, I just feel like that, yeah, it's just a, it's a, purely, a pure focus on money. And yeah, like you say, the the the, the health element of it. I mean, we've we've had it only broken the news. I think it was three days ago that uh, they because they test the staff and the players, mm-hmm. and they've and one of the players has, or one of one of the people they've tested has tested positive, haven't they? So there's someone in the in the in the club that's been tested positive. Yeah. So it's it's still it's still there, isn't it? Like you know, people are still testing positive positive for it. So you know, I, I don't I don't think. You know, in a couple of weeks' time, when when this all starts again, like I know there's obviously been players that have come out, like Troy Deeney and um, Kante and a few others, are almost, they're saying that we're not. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to go on the training pitch. And I and I kind of feel, I almost feel like I want to side with them because they've got to, they've got to go out of the stadium and there's potentially people that you know because that's the thing you get te- unless the players are being tested every minute 
of every like you know every hour yeah. they could be tested on a on a on a tuesday and be and or say for example it's an old the old because i know obviously the games are being played all the time now but they could be tested on the friday for a match on saturday and they could catch it in between yeah. you know and and people like troy deeney have got kids at home and he's going to be there's no obviously there's going to be no social distancing i mean you, you can't get too many at social distance in the game of football can you you know I mean, I, I think of it like with with my work. I work in an office, and one thing we're staggering. So, for my team, there's five of us, but we don't come in at the same time because one of us gets it. We're all off for two weeks because that's what happens. Yeah. But in this game, like for example, that someone in Tottenham staff or player has, has caught it. To what extent is it that everyone? Who's that person been in contact with? How can you prove mm, who that mm. person's been in contact with? Mm. And all it takes is someone. I'm willingly knowing, I don't know, go and see a family member, go and see a friend, and it just passes, it just, it just spreads again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I go back yeah. all day long. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and and I'm sure they're, like, you know, obviously, like I said, they've announced the, the fact they are going to be uh, empty stages, which we knew anyway, and obviously the subs, but over the next couple of weeks before the first fixture, I'm sure we'll hear some more crazy rules that they're putting in. So, what's your space, I guess? Yeah, it's just, it's the game as we know it is it's, it's not going to be the same, is it? For the time being, yeah, until everything gets back to normal. So, um, also in the news, uh, the last couple of days, uh, Mr. Levy has taken a loan of 175 million. Now, this is because the club's been eligible for a COVID corporate financing facility, mm. or CCFF. I didn't know which one was to say, which would be more tongue twisting. But uh, so this basically is a, a loan that can be repayable at 0.5%. So it's obviously a, a government thing that they, they're doing to big companies to help them out. Now. I, had a, I looked at the article, uh, one of the, one of the um, I think it was Sky Sports, won a story on it, and they were going through what potentially uh, Spurs will lose over the next few months and why basically Levy's taken this loan out. So you, the, just, the, just the game being behind closed doors uh, and the events that are going to happen over the summer it's going to potentially lose the club £200 million, pounds, which is an wow. incredible amount yeah. of money, isn't it? I'm, I mean, you, you, you think of like the... That obviously the, the players, the, sorry, the, the fans that are paying for the tickets, the money they're spending on, on beverages and food and everything outside the gift shop, you know, a lot of it's money weird, spent. It's weird because drinking prices in Tottenham Ground are so cheap, but no, it's weird. I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah that, 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 do you know, you say cheap, I mean relatively yeah. cheap. Maybe put the word relatively in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but they, do you know what? They, they, they aren't actually that bad. I mean, when, when I used to go and watch Spurs at Wembley, it was eye-watering. I mean, you, you didn't get much change out of a, t- a tenner yeah. for a pint, you know. So it's a bit, you know, re- relatively cheap. I mean, you, you, you're never gonna, you're never gonna find it cheap. I mean, we always, me and you always joke, don't we, with with our other brother Ben that, um, that that our dad's like, you know, he just every time we take him to a football match, he's just outraged, isn't he? You know, completely like it's, nuttiest. It's a shock every single the, time. He spends, yeah. he spends, yeah, but he spends the whole 90 minutes just outraged about the prices. And it's just one of those things you're just going to have to accept, aren't you? It's like, it's expensive. You yeah. know, it's expensive. There's nothing you can do. You know, they know there's nothing you can do unless, you know, if you don't want to pay it, you don't buy it. There's no, You can't go, I'll go around the corner. You're in the ground. Like, you know, it's one of those things. But I, I think relative, relatively, it's not as bad as it could have been, I think. I, I, I think like the, the, I think a pint, I think I pay about... Four fifty or five, which I know is a lot. It's London. It's, a lot, it's London but... prices. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it's oh. it's not bad. It's not bad, and I think they I think they do a deal with a pie. <laughs> but I, I thought I'd have a bit of fun with you. So out, out of all the uh, so there's, there was a few events. I don't know if you know are aware of all the events that um, that were going to happen in the summer in our stadium. There's mm. actually quite a few, but I'll read them out to you, and you've got to tell me which ones, whether which ones you miss, which ones you'd love to have seen. And which ones you like? Yeah, do you know what? I'm glad that one's been cancelled. So we've got um, Guns and Roses. Yeah, I would have, I wouldn't have bought a ticket, but yeah, it's a shame. No, a couple of songs, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think that would have been good for the ground. The first music concert that would have been, that would have been like a, what's the word we're looking for? I don't know what the word is, but that would have been a big moment in kind of Tottenham's history in underground. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. And it's, it's not just anyone's oh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were being followed up by Lady Gaga. Oh, no. You're kidding <laughs> me. Yeah. So you wouldn't have got a ticket for Lady Gaga, didn't you? I would have stood outside and listened. 
it gets even better. Next one would have been the summertime ball. Summertime ball was going to be at our stadium. Oh, that's, that's up there, isn't it? That's up there with I know. bucket list. I, I think for, for me, um, listening to the radio, so you know, obviously, as you get older, you, you go through the, the channels and I... Uh, I probably just radio two now and a bit of magic and yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I mean you get I mean you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have listened to magic to magic in your early twenties, would you? You know it, so so it, it, it's a sign of how old you're getting, I think. Mm. And look, I know there's I know there's, there's there's exceptions to the rule and some people say look, I'm in my fifties and I love listening to Radio One, but Radio One aren't targeting you. I mean you can listen to it, no one's stopping you, but no but you know, they're not targeting you. And I remember Capital, I used to love listening to Capital and then I think when this summertime ball thing started and every five minutes about the summertime ball and some of the acts, I'm like, I don't even think I've heard of half of these. And I'm like, do you know what? It's now for me to rest that, that notch in my dial on the radio for good now. <laughs> that one shall never be touched again. Over to magic and radio too. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm retiring capital in the summertime ball. <laughs> I know you'll miss me. <laughs> Uh, so the next one, I know now. I know you will. You would have gone to this one if you got a ticket. Anthony Joshua's title fight against Pulev. You would have seen that one, wouldn't you? Joshua. Anthony <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> now that one, I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to that. I mean, again, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I will watch things when it's like Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury or obviously the, the big, the big uh, fights. I mean, remember when we went a few years ago to uh, Froch v Gross. Wembley yeah, that was at Wembley, yeah, wasn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. boxing just brings in so many fans and as well as money, but it's just one of those things that everyone talks about it. Something as big as this. Everyone's got a view in it, but I mean, Anthony Joshua, would be, you know what the result would have been in that one, but it would have been good to watch. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember we, we met a bunch of Irish lads going to that? I, I was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd been drinking all day, I think. <laughs> Outside. They were a really nice bunch of blokes, weren't they, as well? They, there was, we was outside uh, that, that lid or something, weren't we? We were having a couple of beers. And yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't well, know what, you do. as you do, yeah. <laughs> they ain't paying the prices in Wembley. And then they just come up to us, didn't they? Yeah, it's like, that was it. Just become best friends out of nowhere. <laughs> and then that was Alpha. We never see him again, never heard of him again. <laughs> No, do you know you say that? I think I had one of them on Facebook, and it, like randomly comes up sometimes that like you know what he's up to, and I'm like, who are you? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember meeting you drunk once at the, at the boxing. But that that was a good one, that that fight, wasn't it? That, I think that last, didn't it last to the? To no, the, it didn't. Um, was it the ten? I was so yeah. dr- I was so drunk by yeah, the end. I, just, I don't remember anything. I remember just realizing we had really good seats. I don't know how that happened, and then um, all of a sudden it was just uproar and. Grows on the floor. So I went when I got home the next day, looked at highlights, just <laughs> game over. It was just it was it was such so hyped up. That's the annoying thing about it. It was so I, I think all three of us the went we was all Grows fans, but when you walked away from it, thought, oh, you know, the better man is. Yeah. It wasn't it was a good fight, what I remember, but it just the atmosphere more than anything. We were so close to the to the uh, to, Yeah, we were, weren't we? It was on the pitch, yeah, weren't we? But I just don't remember a thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's a drink yeah, or yeah. my age is catching up with me, but I don't remember much. Probably, probably a bit of both, <laughs> to be honest. I think I think I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but me and um, my brother Ben went to the uh, watch the rugby once at Saracens, and uh, they were. I don't know if you have you ever been to Twickenham before, watch the rugby. Yeah, I saw Army Navy there a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. did you? But we, they, 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 as you walk along, they, you can get all like the, the you've got the people outside their garden selling you stuff. And I remember like the off licensing selling, selling like the, uh, I remember Ben persuading me to drink this really strong Polish beer. And I, and I can just remember being in the, in the stadium and so paralytic that I couldn't even lift, like keep my head up, you know? So I just, every gift so often, I'd sort of look up and I'd see, because Johnny Wilkins, I think it was Saracens versus Toulouse or something, like, it was a semi final. Mm. And sort of, sort of looking my head up and seeing him just dominate, and then back down again. And I'm like, why did I get so drunk? Like, you know, you go to the, you want to go to these sporting events, you want to enjoy them, don't you? It's you just know? excitement. So, isn't it? It's a thing that if they'd done like, if they played all sporting events like 11 a.m., you wouldn't be drunk. You'd, you'd be sober. But it's when they do it late in the day, especially when the sun's shining. There's no doubt about it. You, you think, oh, I've come to I'll be all right, and then boom, it hits you. <laughs> Yeah, completely, yeah. And you absolutely. can't snap out of it. That's an annoying thing. You can't go, like, not drunk anymore. That's it. Ruined. My day's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. There's no going back, is it? 
so yeah there's a there's a couple more uh, things as well they've they've got a um uh two nfl games i mean i've never i, I you, you see i mean it always looks like such an occasion and i don't know about you but i've tried desperately to watch it and get into it and i, I just struggle and I, i'd love to because it looks like we're going to be watching a lot of nfl games obviously with the retractable pitch and maybe if i can force myself to watch it and get into it but at the moment um, I don't know what, what, if you watch it or if you enjoy it, but I, I just struggle. I really struggle to get yeah, into I it. Yeah, I mean, I know loads of people that are into it. I'm like, yeah, I try to watch it and you think, what's going on? Like, it's just, it's, it, it stops every five <laughs> seconds. Everyone starts celebrating. That's what, the what, problem. What, I, I get yeah. it's a sport, like there's rules, everyone <laughs> enjoys it, but I can't get my head around it. It's just, there's too much going on. And then suddenly some pyro, yeah. pyrotechnics and everyone's going mental and cheerleaders around the pitch. Like, what's happened? Oh, we've got four or two metres. Like, what? <laughs> they don't celebrate that at the rugby, do they? When they make a few yards up, <laughs> yeah. So you got that one. And talking about rugby, uh, there was a couple of um, they call them Ashes tests, I presume. I mean, a rugby league. So I mean, I'm not a great, great fan of rugby league, but I presume it's England Australia if they call it the Ashes test. But they were going to be there as well. So there's some yeah. big events, big big events. So you can see, I mean, yeah, 200 million. It sounds like a huge amount of money, but with those events and with the five home games that would would have been played with fans, that's yeah, a huge amount of money. That is unbelievable. The, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, it's 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 funny because I've always, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, obviously, but my thoughts are always that the clubs made the most money from the TV rights. Mm. That's where they got their money from. But clearly, I mean, money's made. Money's made from the uh, from the stadium, you know, and great amounts. Yeah, of well, that's the thing I've done. Um... I was a Spurs steward a couple of seasons ago with our second season at Wembley. And uh, sure. I went, I got into that thinking, oh, I'll, I'll go because I want to go to the new, the new stadium and things like that. But when I went to my in, in, um, induction for it, they kind of built it up as, I, I, I don't think you have football teams like this, but the Spurs stadium turns more of a, not football, but just a stadium. So it's all about the entertainment. So what they've done is, I, think, I don't ever do it because I haven't been to many games, but they open up a lot earlier than normal and there's events going on and you can buy things like the shop. Our first shop is huge, but there's, there's so much opportunity just to spend money. There really is. Like, it's, it's not a case of the olden days where you turn up half an hour before kickoff and go in. You could go in the area hours before and things you can do when you're there, you, you, can, you can buy, drink your food gifts, whatever it is. And I think that's, that's a big, that's a big miss for, for, for Spurs. But it's, it's, yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason why they do that as well is because obviously they're going from 30, was it 35,000 fans before? And it's now obviously, you know, double that, double the amount almost. So with the trans, the trend, I mean, I know they're they're, they're redeveloping the stadium, uh, the the, the station, White Lane Station near there. And there's Mm. obviously a few other stations you can access. But I think they want to keep people there so not everyone leaves at the same time. And I mean, you, you mentioned getting there in the bar and that. I mean, I'm in I'm in the north and it's it's fairly small that side. And I've, I've mentioned this to Sam actually a couple of weeks ago that they've offered they, they they've offered us a chance to relocate. And I'm tempted like to relocate to the south because you as you know you go behind that you go into that big glassed area behind mm. the behind the south and it's just it's amazing isn't it. It's just out of this world amazed when you're in there, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. It, I guess the, the, if all people are going to notice it immediately is if we do play our home games at home, it's, it's the players. That's going to be weird to play a full-on 90-minute mm. game for all these seats, this unbelievable stadium. But what can you do? Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. Because that's what it's designed yeah. for, isn't it? Obviously, it's designed to have fans in there. It's designed for the, the atmosphere of that. But, yeah, I mean, we, we don't... I mean, you, you obviously, you, you, we're looking at going forward and no one like asking when this is going to end this pandemic is going to end it's like asking mm. how long a piece of string is but hopefully hopefully like two or three years we can look back and go yeah that was just a little uh. blip you know i'm hoping not in two or three years we're still behind closed doors but i'm just hoping we can look back and go look everything's back to normal now we're all back to going to the games and that and we we had to just endure that small period of time but yeah i, I don't know i mean they're, 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 i'm hearing a lot of noise about the whole of next season could potentially oh. be, be played behind closed doors as well, which are just... Mm. That's the thing. I mean, I'll say to you, I don't, yeah. I don't really go to many games. I watch a lot on telly. But it's even for like, like you go into like bars and like sports bars and things like that. It's even like this, the sound system, like you're not getting a sound from 
players kicking the ball about on the pitch. It's the crowd. That's what's creating this mm. atmosphere and this mm. sound. And like when it, when course. when it, the yeah. season starts again, yeah. do you imagine watching it on telly now? And you think it's silent. It's, it's it's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's been a punishment in the past, hasn't it? You know, if a, if a club gets punished, they have to yeah. play games behind closed doors. So this that's is a punishment. our punishment for something that wasn't our <laughs> yeah. fault. And and yet this is gonna this is gonna be something that's gonna apparently lift 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 the nation. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm trying not to be negative about it. Right, let's move on to um, fan questions. So we um, we asked uh, uh, people on our Facebook page to ask us questions. So let's see what they've asked us. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right, okay. So um, first question is from Barry Wall. Okay, and he's saying, I'm excited about it. A full squad to select from. What formation and style? No excuses now. And then a happy emoji. And then is that a slightly concerned emoji? (laughs) <laughs> so what do you think? Well, you, you can easily pick your, your first eleven, can't you? Obviously, you put Loris in goal straight away. Now, the, the interesting one is is obviously Danny Rose won't be coming back. Well, that's, that's the thing. Our loan's going to be extended because if you go into the end of June, he should be coming back end of June. Yeah, but but I think they're talking. I think he's talking about extending it till the so end of the season. Not even, so you obviously play Davis down the left. I don't think we'll see him. Yeah. Now the thing is, yeah. uh, for Tongan, what's going on with Tongan? Is he he's coming back? Because talk Mourinho doesn't care if he comes back, wants him to see out his contract. So, if with, without that in mind, you'd start for Tongan and, and Oldveld in the middle, and then put the ever so great Oreo yeah. down the right, Mister Reliable, <laughs> like guarantee yeah. the red cards. You know, in last night game is going to get a red card, doesn't he? <laughs> and then <laughs> playing Oreo bingo, isn't it? <laughs> At which minute will he get sent off in each game? Um, yeah. But yeah. all you got to think of is you think any defence in those nine teams you've got plays, you look in front of you and you've got Kane, Son and Lucas in front of you. Fit. Mm. So, so, so you play you play Lucas, because I, 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 I was looking at it and I, I'd be tempted to play, uh, so obviously Kane straight away, Kane at front, but then maybe Sonny, Delhi yeah. and Bergwijn. Because Kane yeah, hasn't played yeah, with yeah, Bergwijn, it's a mad thing about it. Uh, it's... You think we signed him yeah. back in January? How long ago was that? Six months ago. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah you, of course. No doubt about it. Kane and 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 Son start, but it's 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 weird because I think Mourinho said for the first time I think in his managerial career he's had a fully fit squad. Fully fit squad. He can pick any player he wants. Mm. Now everyone mm. wants to see Sissoko back, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like I, I love Sissoko. Uh, you know, he's cut. He's, he's almost become a bit of a, a cult figure, hasn't he, at the club? But he's he's never, you know, you'd, I've never the, the guy when you watch him, obviously, because I, I go most most times at most games at home, and he's almost like the way he's the engine he's got in him. He's just mm. like how like ninety fifth minute, and he's still running up the down the pitch. He's got such an engine on him, yeah. And that's that's really helped with the midfield. Obviously, you know, as people know, his, his shooting's a bit like you know <sighs> wayward. And I know I don't know if you saw on Instagram. Uh, the other day, someone put a post about uh, how many goals would be scored if the goal was like this, and it's basically the stadium, and the goal is the whole size of the south stand, <laughs> and and then or ha- and then I think Jan Vertonghen tagged in Sissoko, and he tagged in a couple of other players as well. But so they they all must take the Mickey out of him, like yeah. a training pitch of it. But I I think I took it's talking about a fully fit squad. Now if the if all of the squad are fully fit, then. I don't. I don't think he, you can look past Dumbele in the midfield because if he is fully fit, because I don't think he's looked fit uh, all season. If he is fit and he's raring to go, then I, w- I mean, I think the guy would be fantastic. Maybe pair him up to, with Winks in midfield. But that's the thing, Dumbele. I mean, is it his fitness? I don't know if it's his attitude. I don't know. Just it, when he wants to, when he plays, his quality. But when you just think he's not in the mood, or is it is because he's it's he's unfit? Yeah, yeah. But I, I know one. Of, I know it's one of the things you shouldn't do is look on YouTube and look at YouTube clips because it always just highlights their best five minutes. And mm. that. But I remember looking at his because obviously when you sign players, you do want to find out about them. And I did look at him when he was playing for Leon, and it it does it does look the real deal. And and you know for a few games early in the season, like I remember the the Villa game sticks in mind. 
you know, when he scored the goal. And he, he has got one of these, uh, he's got this ability, it's almost like this this kind of unnerving ability to pick a pass, you know, so like he can really, he makes to cut through defenders really easily. Mm. And and if if we do see that and Dombele playing, as opposed to the one who was either A, unfit, or B, just not in the mood, like if we do see the actual real one that I think's there, then you know, I think he, he, he'll... he'll be, it'll be fantastic yeah. these, in these last nine games but you know Mourinho's saying they're all fit so you know if they are all fit all the players and he's talking to, and he's including Ndombele in, Ndombele in that yeah. then yeah I think I, I can't look past him in, in midfield well, where, where's the Celso fit in that? Chelsea as well, blimey man! We, like, how weird is this? We've got like a ri- riches of of like attacking players, mm. haven't we? Yeah, it's almost like when when we got when we lost to Norwich in the cup. Can you imagine thinking that in a few months' time we're going to be having a discussion and the season won't be over and we're like, which of all the riches of striker or attacking players should we put in? It, we were just desperate. We'd have taken one of them, wouldn't we? Yeah. Like fit. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like the new rule of like the five substitutes, obviously. There's certain ways of play, but can you imagine Mourinho looking in? He loves a sub. Everyone knows Mourinho loves a sub, but looking yeah. 60% of me, looking behind him, and there's so many players that can change that game completely. Yes. Not, yeah. not come yeah. on for the sake of doing a sub, but change the game completely. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, and this is no and this is no disrespect to some of the younger players who are coming through. And, like, you know, I think players like Skip and, and Parrot and that are going to be good, you know, going forward. It's experience but... they need, don't they? But you don't. But you know, if you've got like you know, if you've got like Bergwijn and Lucas and and you know and uh, 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 like you say, Lachelso, Lachelso on, on you know, and and they're on the bench, mm. you know, because they're yes, you know, these are guys that can change the game. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's, it bodes well for. I mean, I know we've got a bit. I mean, it's seven points we've got to catch up, but it bodes well that we have got these players back. And if we do hit the ground running, then. Possibly we can catch it up. Maybe we can make top four again. Well, you look at it, what? We're eight, seven points behind. We've, uh, oh, I don't know. I'd, uh, it's difficult. I mean, you've got Arsenal underneath us with game in hand. Mm. I mean, the way, the way you've got to look at our season is we're on, what, 41 points. Liverpool on 82. Double. Yeah, yeah. So look at the, look us, at the difference. Yeah, yeah. It just, and that's not, that's not the normal Tottenham of the last four or five years. It's, yeah, we just, we just yeah. had a bad season. But who knows? These last nine, nine yeah. games can be like... Go for it. Let's get Absolutely. maximum points. Absolutely. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Right. Uh, next question is from Daniel Beecroft, who is everyone who knows who listens. He's one of our admins. Uh, and the reason why he's asking this question is when I asked on the Facebook page for questions, I did mention that you, James, are going to be on the podcast. So I said anything brother related you can ask as well, as personal as you like. And thankfully, no one has asked any personal questions. <laughs> but uh, Dan's asked, he says, have Spurs ever had any brothers play together? And he says, Paul Allen and Clive Allen were related, but not brothers. So I, I did have a little little bit of a look, and it looks like we haven't really had many over the years. I think the only the only one I can the only ones I can find is back in going back all the way back to 1910, and uh, there used to be a couple of players called Bobby and Danny Steele. Oh, great players, who, great who, players. Who, in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, going back. To, yeah, but and but funny enough, there was one game when their brother Alex played with them. So you had Bobby, Danny and Alex. And Alex only played one game for Spurs. That This, this game against Bradford back in January 2010, 19-10. This was the only game he played. But there was three brothers on the pitch for Spurs. That's, so, that's yeah, a public question. Get, yeah. yeah, there you go. Exactly, yeah. Now, I, I did, when I, when I was Google, when I was trying to research it, and I put in brothers Spurs, it did come up as well that, um, according to Mourinho last year, Delhi's brother may have played for Spurs. Because remember he asked him, he says, are you Delhi or are you Delhi's brother? Ah. So, you know, Mourinho maybe was telling us, telling us something about recent times with brothers, you know, he's, he's Delhi's brother, one of the players. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing, that's all I can find. I mean, there's been other, obviously, famous ones like the Neville brothers and, and, and players, you know, brothers like that. But Charlton think, brothers. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, mm. I'm stand, you know, I'm, obviously if people know any others, but they're the only ones mm. I can find for, for, for us. Right, the next question we've got is from uh, Marty Ost. So he said, um, I haven't got any kind of mojo for the games coming up. A combination of how crap I think it's going to look and feel with no fans, but mostly because it's so clear that the season's only being completed for financial reasons. Am I alone here? I've got a couple of mates who keep texting me team news and transfer gossip, but it goes in one ear and out the other. 
Now, to be honest, Marty, I think me and you, me and you, James, I think we're on the same yeah, page as Marty. Yeah, very much. <laughs> it's diff- It's difficult because you don't want you don't want to sound negative, and I, and I appreciate that. And I don't want you know people saying, "Oh, bloody least two moaning," you know. But I just, I, 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 I feel like my mojo needs to come back, and I think maybe the fact that we have had three months out, so football hasn't been a thing for three months, has it? And maybe when that first game, when we play Man United, and um, regardless of whether it's behind closed doors or not, maybe we will all get our mojo back a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just on the basis of uh, poor. We were not poor, but obviously before the before this, this virus, how bad our season was. But the way you've got to think of it yeah. is, and you brought this up last week, the 2017 season, our last season at Water Lane. Can you imagine we was coming back from this virus on that season? No, you know full well everyone's going to be buzzing. But it's understandable. Every, most Spurs fans are going to be struggling for that bit of positivity. But the way you've got to look at it, it's like we said, you've got, you've got a fully fit squad. You've got a, you've got a, you've got a title silverware winning manager. There's no reason why we can't put the buzz back into the, into the game again. Yeah, completely. It's, it's funny you mentioned actually how we were before because uh, one of uh, fellow Andy Andy Bevan Witts has put uh, Marty or same. Our season is over. We're so poor. And I and when I when I read back when I read what Marty said, it doesn't sa- he doesn't sound like he's referring to how we were before the lockdown, and it just sounds like it's just because of the rules that can be in place. And I get that. And I I don't I don't kind of. I don't go along with really, and I mean, I mean, obviously you've mentioned it as well about what we were like before, you know, and if it had been the, the, the season a few years ago or 2017, it might be different. But I think because we have got all the players back, and it has been such a, a, a silly, a ridiculous break, and it like three months ridiculous, oh, like you know, break. I, I don't think you can associate. It. It's almost like this is like a a mini nine nine game season, and we've all been given handicaps. That's how it feels. I don't, I, I don't, I almost can't associate what's going to come from with what's happened previously this season, you know, because this it's going to be so different and, 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 and so many different players. I mean, like literally, like I, I know I keep talking about that Norwich game, that FA Cup game, but it was like, I couldn't feel any lower about how it was. Like we had no, like, we had so many players injured and morale seemed so low, but I just feel like with everybody back and, you know, I think maybe the team can get their mojo, not just us. So you look you at know? the, um, you look at the pictures of Tottenham, are putting out of training, they're all smiling, they're happy again, and that what that what that's what that that's, yeah. didn't look like that before. It all happened. It just they just all oh, those that's why things I can't wait for this season to be over. To be honest with you, and some of them are probably looking yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm gonna get myself ready for the Euros, and then something this. Yeah. But you look at you could look at pictures now. They're all smiling. Some have got silly haircuts, and it's just everyone's happy again. Daddy A's got an earring. I don't know where that come from, but. Shocking. It suits him. He's a young star. It suits him. (laughs) Delhi can do what he likes. Right. So a couple more questions, and they've probably covered. Well, I say one of them's not a question here. One of them from John Richardson. Hoddle and Waddle were twins, weren't they? Yeah, maybe. I mean, do you reckon they just because Waddle waddled, so they just like right, Chris, we'll call you Waddle. I mean, I I went to the same hairdressers. That's about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and lastly, one from Linton Ford, and I think we've probably covered it, but uh, he's saying now everyone's apparently fit. How would you line up versus United? But yeah, we've probably gone through, haven't we? How we see it. I mean, he's got a wealth of choices up front, and I know a lot of people, and I know Andrew, Andrew who was on the uh, podcast last week, thinks that you know he talks about Jan and Toby in past tense, mm. almost like you know you can put them two together. But I don't know. I mean, depending on where they are. And I know, obviously, with Yanni and you know, he's the in leave, wanting to leave and stuff. But if they're fully fit and ready to go, I'd, I'd have them both as, as centre backs. And I think most of the team kind of, kind of, kind of uh, writes itself. You know, I mean, you obviously the recent goal, you're not going to question that, are you? And Kane and you sound about Davis. You'd look at you look at him as left back or a right mm. back, wouldn't you? I think Winks and maybe and Dembele. I mean, that's and Sonny. I mean, I. I think you've got to start with Sonny. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so, yeah. just yeah. I'll, I'll get you one. With Jan Vertonghen, what do you make of it? Like, do you, do, would you want to sign another year? Or do you think, oh, your better days are past. Should go back to Ajax. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a weird one. I mean, he's not getting any younger, is he? But I, I, it's like, if I, he's, he's, he's been a, he's been a great player for us over the years. 
but they it's a bit like you know if it was not, I don't think it's as much as the Dombele situation but Dombele uh Dembele sorry not Dombele Dembele knew that he won't he couldn't play in the Premier League yeah. anymore you know he he was just he he, he was at an age and he, he because of his style of play as well that you know he can still make money but it's never going to be in the Premier League yeah, anymore yeah. and I I don't know we, we, maybe maybe Vertonghen's Jan big you know Super Jan's got to a point where you know, he's thinking maybe I need to go go back to Ajax where it's a bit more easy going, and you know, I maybe can prolong my career a little bit more. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge yeah. it to him. I mean, there's certain players that leave, and you just think, I'm going to make you later. Of yeah. of career. Yeah, but 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 with Jan, I'd, I'd think I'd be kind of like you know, mm. good luck to you. You know, you've given us a few years, and what would you like? Add you, what are your feelings? I think with him, I think it all started when he got subbed off. And he walked. Is it? He walked all the way around the pitch, didn't he? And he thought that's right. That yeah. Broken hearted, if anything, I think at that mm. point he realised that he's not. Number, he's not the first choice, and he's not always. If he's fit, he's yeah. on. He's first on on a team sheet. And it kind of, it's probably just taking it to heart. Probably hasn't. I don't know. But I think since then, just the guy just. Even now, if he really wanted to stay, he would sign a contract by now. Simple mm. as that. It's just. Mm. Maybe he's just playing yeah. it by ear, maybe, and just kind of seeing what happens for the rest of the season. If we get in the Champions League again, maybe or another season. Well, you've got to think, 33 yeah. years old, he, he, he'll probably end up back at Ajax. Two more seasons at Ajax, he can retire on that. And he, he proud of what yeah. he's done. Or he could end up staying for another yeah. year, struggle to get into the Tottenham team, and then Ajax go, oh, you're, you're done, mate. We don't need you. So that's probably the choices he's trying yeah. to make. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough, isn't it? Right, I thought we'd finish, James, oh, with I a quiz. A <laughs> <laughs> I love a quiz. I bet everyone's quizzed out, aren't they? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I can't. The questions I've asked over the last two months, it's just, you're not just making them up and hoping no one notices. <laughs> <laughs> no one notices. I, w- I will urge you, I don't know if you've heard it yourself, but uh, Gemma Collins, uh, there's a good clip, uh, uh, I think a few people put it on TikTok, where she's in the Big Brother house and she's just fed up of playing <laughs> games. Have you heard it? Now, just when you when you get a chance, anyone listening as well, just Google Gemma Collins and fed up with playing games, Big Brother house. It's just hilarious. It's actually hilarious. But yeah, right. So we've got 10 questions and the, the, the quiz is called Who Scored the Winner? So, some of them are pretty obvious. Some of them, I don't know, you might struggle. Are these with, multiple choice? Or I've seen it. Get on. No, you've oh, got to know it, mate. You've got to know it. People listening are thinking, he ain't Tottenham fan. Right. Don't be talking about it. Right, well, let's see. Let's see, let's, let's see how many you get out of 10, right? So, I'll, I'll mark down how many you get out of 10, right? Okay. So, the first one. So, this was in November 2008, mm. uh, and it's when we beat Liverpool 2-1 at home. Now Harry had just taken Harry Redknapp had just taken over from uh, Ramos, I think, who had been sacked after a disastrous start. We drew, we drawn four four all against Arsenal, and then we beat Liverpool with a last minute winner oh, at Wild Lane. I'm gonna guess Robbie Kane. No, Super oh. Pav, Super Pavlichenko. <laughs> Right, this it, it gets easier, mate. Don't worry, it gets easier. Right, next one. This fixture was in November 2010, and it was our first away win at Arsenal in 17 years. Uh, Arsenal two, Spurs three. Who scored that winner? I remember that goal. That's, yeah. one of That's one of those YouTube clips you can always go back to. Yeah, yeah, and you just cut, yeah, you can watch it forever, can't you? Yeah, right. This one, this one actually happened this year, believe it or not. I mean, there's actually, actually been some football this year. Uh, when we beat Villa away, three uh, two, uh, this is in February, and it was a 94th minute winner. I'll give you a clue. He he didn't actually realise, but his bright his arm oh, was sunny. broke. <laughs> sunny. <laughs> he broke it in the first he, minute. He played the whole game. Broke <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Number four is it, now this one. Now this one because it's easy, too easy. I think I'm not gonna. I'm gonna want the the, the person, who, the player who scored the last minute winner. But I'm gonna want the mm. other goal scorers. Okay. So March 2007, uh, West Ham three, Spurs four. Who scored the last minute oh, winner? Terry. And who scored the other three? Oh. For you to get the point. Uh, Berbatov. 
Uh, yep. Aaron Lennon. No. You can still get half a point if you can think of the other two. One of them was a penalty. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, yeah. And can you think of the, who the other one was? No. I'll give you a clue. His initials are TT. It's not Timu Tiano, is it? Yeah. Timu Tiano, yeah. His son's, just, his son's got released. Was, well I was thinking that. We were talking about the, the brother family. Thinking, father, son um, players. And his son recently got released, didn't he, by Tottenham youth squad? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, number five. Uh, 99 League Cup final. Leicester, Neil Spurs won. Who scored the late winner for us? Yeah. Well done, well done. Right, this one. Um, December 2015. It's a league match. Uh, Watford won, Spurs 2. So it's a 2-1 a win away against Watford. Put, moved us up to third in the table and the player kind of oh, back tilted. Like a cheeky little back heel into yeah. goal. Right near the fans Sonic as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well done, well done. Yep, it was. Now, this is another West Ham one and because I, I feel like it's an easy one again, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll judge it on how well you remember who managed the two clubs, right? So this is going back to February 2013. Mm-hmm. West Ham 2, yeah. Spurs 3. Who scored the winner? Was it a, a Welshman who was on the floor? Suddenly someone gave him the ball and he smacked him 30 yards out. Gareth Bale. Yeah, Gareth Bale. Now, to get the point, because I think that was quite easy, name the managers of the, of the two clubs. I want to say Alan Kerbishley for West Ham. Or who's the one done the dance at Crystal Palace? What's his name? Alan Pardew. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No. For top. Oh, it's Allardyce. 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 Was yeah. Was uh. Yeah. Now you must be able to remember it because he ran up to him and cuddled him. No. Remember he ran up and cuddled him. No. Who? I can't oh. give you a point. AVB. Oh, the Sam, name. Sam's favourite manager. Uh, all the <laughs> time, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a reason. Forgotten for so a reason. So confused <laughs> in press conferences. <laughs> Just confused in general, I think. By the way, you're a football manager, <laughs> am I? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Right, number, number eight. So this one was uh, a home to Chelsea. Now, this was our first win. Uh, since 1990, our first win in the Premier League against them. And this was in November 2006, so 16 years after our last win against them. We beat them 2-1. Who scored the winner for I'm us? I'm going to guess again Aaron Lennon on that one. Yes, well done, well done. Uh, next one. Uh, mm. This was at Wembley. Uh, Spurs beat Arsenal 1-0 on, on Feb- February the 18th. I was there. Who okay. scored the winner for us then? Well done. Right, and the last one. Now this is going back to '95, so you would have been yeah. would have been Seb's age. Yeah. Okay. So you might not remember this one, but let's see if you can. Uh, so this was the quarter final, March '95, the quarter final of the FA Cup, and we beat Liverpool two-one at their ground, and we scored an 89th-minute winner. I'm just going to guess and say Chris Armstrong. No, oh. Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah. Do you know what, though? The reason why you probably don't remember that, and I think the reason why I don't remember that, is I'm pretty sure that the semi-final was against Everton. Now, you might you might remember this, because you might think he was with me, for me and, and and this is just, obviously, we're on a podcast talking to lots of people, but this is something there's only a, that only me and you would understand. But we used to go to our nan's house, didn't we? Because she had a big telly at the time. Now... Nowadays, this telly would probably be about a quarter of the size of most people's televisions. But, but at the time, our nan had a big television, didn't she? So if there's any football or anything, uh, we'd, we'd go around there and yeah. watch it, wouldn't we? She wouldn't mind going to watch the football. And I remember going to watch that game, that semi-final against Everton. And I could just remember us getting destroyed. I think we lost like 4-1, didn't we? Do you remember that? Or maybe I, might have I do remember going around to sure watch the game, but I don't remember yeah. that game. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was just awful. It was just awful, and and it was one of the many FA Cup semi-finals that we've just given up like a damp, a damp squib, you know, and got got done so well. I mean, you you know, you beat Liverpool in at Anfield from the quarter-finals, and you think our names on the cup, Ooh. and then you just lose to Everton yeah. in the semi-finals. You know? So Spursy, that's what it so is. So depressing, isn't it? <laughs> 
Look, with that note words band on this, I think I'm going to get Sam to uh, to put, get the beat machine out every time you've said that. <laughs> Do you know what? When I listen, I, I shouldn't say this. Well, you don't. Go uh, on. Uh, when I listen to it and, and Sam's talking, I always imagine him. Do you know the film Clockwise? Do you know the bit where he goes through the farm and the guys on the yeah. tractor behind the bush? I always imagine him just sitting there on a laptop <laughs> behind a bush <laughs> doing a podcast. <laughs> it's just got that voice. It's... <laughs> Listen, he's ha- he happily admits he's got a farm voice. I say, he? <laughs> he does some good impressions, though. I've got, I've got to admit, he does, he does do some good impressions. You know, I'm, I was quite impressed with his cool. South African accent a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> Now, listen, James. Thanks for joining me, mate. It's been a, uh, it's been really enjoyable uh, uh, having you on, and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thank you, and thanks to everyone that's that's listened today. So you can obviously get contact us in a, in a few different ways. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Spurs News nineteen sixty one. We're also on Facebook, Spurs News, and Sam's quite proud of the fact. I think we've got about sixty thousand followers at the moment. So uh, a lot of people. Uh, follow us on Facebook and we, we we try to post you know two or three times a day to keep people updated we do get told off sometimes uh, when we put things like the Spurs like the Spurs women and people go why am I interested in that well mm. we Spurs news I mean like you know it Spurs <laughs> clues in the news, name so, yeah you know. <laughs> but you can't please yeah. all, you can't please everyone all the time can you uh, and also if you go onto your browser we're on spursnews.co.uk as well we try to post uh, uh, once a day on there with just some current stories to keep you updated with everything but yeah, thanks for thanks for being on, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.